Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. This week we look ahead to our FFA Cup clash in Mudgee. Mariners head coach Nick Montgomery joins us for a chat. And of course we answer your questions. I'm Pete and I'm joined by Luke and Morrow. Fellas, we are finally in a room together again. How we good is this? Ah. Back. Yes! <laughs> Pretty How excited good. about that. Um, it's great to see your beautiful faces once I again. I know, right? With good audio, oh. we sound absolutely lovely. Great right. equipment. Thank you, everybody, oh. again. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's been too long since we've been able to use it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sad for the boys who didn't make it. <laughs> I know. Nice for us who is here. Imagine not being here. Yeah, well, I'm not going to. <laughs> it's a good time to be here. We've got a lot com- coming up, you know? Yeah, yeah, we've got a pretty uh, pretty good show on the way, hopefully for you today, um, as we count down to kickoff in Mudgee this weekend. Oh, it's so close, I can, uh, I can it, nearly taste the stadium beers. It's weird that the season, like one week, if you count the FFA Cup, but it's weird that it's almost here. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's it seems to happen. It's, years. <laughs> it feels like, well, it is almost, you know, the longest bloody off season in the world and then all of a sudden it creeps up on you. But mm-hmm. keen. keen. Yeah. Straight from one to the other. FFA Cup, straight into the season. How good. I bet mm. they don't have cups of beer. I bet you it's cans. Yes. Oh, please. How yeah, good. on the hill. Bring yeah. it on. Yes. <laughs> is there anything better? Nah. Uh, let's dive into Fred's question. Fred this week asks, looking at the current squad, who is a must start for this weekend in Mudgee? Birgitty. <laughs> well, <yep. laughs> safe choice. I'll Asked and answered. Yeah. The referee. I'll give you. Yeah, I'll give you that. Safe <laughs> choice. Want to see Marco? Yeah, yeah. I want to see Marco. No, he scored at a World Cup. <laughs> How good! First time I've heard that. <laughs> want to see him score at another World Cup? Actually, <laughs> I don't think he's scored at an FFA Cup yet, though. Well, mm. there's always Saturday. There's always time. It's the time. best cup of them all. Um, uh, Oh, who who must start? Niz, Marco, like you said, Ollie. Uh, we, as you will hear soon, there is a couple of knocks in the squad, so I, I would have liked to see Muller start, but it's probably sounding unlikely. Same with Matty Simon. Um, we probably won't see them, and we probably won't see Ruan. I would imagine. Yeah, probably the three that we've that you will hear from Monty soon. Um, but you know what that means, Dan Hall, baby. You haul in, haul in. <laughs> well, he according to the lineups, he played against the full game against Sydney, Sydney yeah. um, which we won five nil, not three nil. <laughs> uh, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, Hall, Marco, Boz. Some yeah. excitement too. You've um, uh, touched a little bit on, uh, or you have. We've talked a bit before about how fit some of them look, and I was just looking at the one of the photos from the Sydney game, uh, which wasn't much of a game really. It was pretty one-sided, but um, Marco looking a little lighter, and uh, mm. we'd already talked about Muller being a little bit lighter, and mm. yeah. So there's a sense of excitement. I think these boys have been whipped through the preseason, so um, hopefully we can start with a bang. Mm. I'll, I'll add to that as well, Sy Goddard. I'll, I'll, I want to see. I'm very keen to see him. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty time. keen to see Sy. Looks like a handful. Mm. Um, perfect uh, introduction, I think. And you know, with all due respect to Blacktown, who are a very good side, yep. um, will be good for him to show what he's made of. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, maybe a bit of Maresh magic. Ooh, that's a yeah. 
bit left field. He yeah. got to, uh, he got some minutes uh, against Sydney at the weekend. Yeah, off the uh, bench, the last the sort bench. of fifteen or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, should so be fit from the. He hadn't really had an off season. No, had that's he? right. Yeah, he's come straight into it. He only had a couple of days of quarantine as well before he got back into training. So, okay, yeah, I'm there. Little I'm there. cameo scores a couple of extra winners. <laughs> <laughs> You'll love to see it. I'm Absolutely. Down. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Look at this! Look at this! Look at it! 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 So, of course, as we said, this weekend it kicks off the FFA Cup, our first competitive fixture in 84 years uh, <laughs> as we take on Blacktown City. Uh, fellas, I can't understate how keen I am for this one. And, um, I mean, knockout football uh, goes without saying it's a must win. That's a bit of a Michael Owen comment there, but, you know. I heard if you score goals that you win. Uh, <laughs> More goals than them. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. Well, Blacktown, our arch nemesis of mm. the FFA Cup, um, that uh, one fateful night, uh, standing behind the down at Lily's little fence there at Lily's, watching Adam Pearce let them fly past him, left, right, and centre, pleading um, with Paolo to put Herraria on. Yes, oh my god, yes. <laughs> and he comes on in the 88th minute. <laughs> yeah, plenty of time to change the game there, Paolo. Um, well, Paolo gets a mention every game, doesn't he? <laughs> every pod. Every pod. <laughs> hey, Paolo, hope you're well. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Um, yeah. We might bring in a DM. Blacktown are a good side. Always have been a good side. Um, they they have got plenty of ex A League players. They've signed Mitch Malia uh. recently. Um, they've they have they have lost a couple. So they they did have Travis Major as well, um, but he's left the club in the off season. So uh, Blacktown City's all time leading goal scorer Travis Major. He is um, former Mariners legend. Um, <laughs> yeah, they've lost Major Sean Rooney, Rhett De Silva, who's obviously Danny's. Younger brother. Yeah, Rhett's gone across to Mount Druid, hasn't he? Yeah. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they've picked up Mitch Malia. They've, they've still got Mario Chabau. Dakota Askew. Matt Lewis. Mm. Tristan mm. Prendergast, who uh, was in goals for a couple of games for the Wanderers last season. Yeah, Prendergast's a weapon keeper. Gone back, yeah. yeah. So yep. Grant Lynch as well. A good side. Yeah. A lot of good Mariners side. there, isn't there? A former Mariners. A lot it's of ex- pretty much yeah. a former CCM dub. Yeah. Yeah. Now's, Just not a about. Good, now's not a good time for Shabo to show that potential I talked about <laughs> once before. He was carving up in NPL1 before, it's gonna the, come uh, before the season got, um, got, got called off. And Crito, when did you make that prediction? It's a while now. Potential, <laughs> baby. Uh, I'd say this, it's back in Paolo time, so that's two coaches ago. So that's, you know, three <laughs> to about four a season, years yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken a long time for that potential to get no. <laughs> It'll come through all next weekend, all thanks to you. No, well, let's, let's not finish forget it. they've uh, they've picked up Jordan Smiley as well. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. More, and I, more I mean, I mean, like there was an article that came out earlier today. It was you know, no love lost or whatever. You know, he'll be hoping to break our hearts. Now, yeah, but yeah. you you would have to feel weird, wouldn't you? Like after after being here for so long, supporting the club growing up as well, supporting the club, all all you know, news sort of. Points to it was a go and get some game time and you know uh. you when you're ready you know you're sort of more than welcome to come back and now all of a sudden he has to try and knock us out of the FFA Cup <laughs> like it's I don't know he it must be he must be in a bit of a weird headspace despite what the news um, reports on narrative narrative. Let's hope that that doesn't, you know, deliver on any potential this week, though, because he has had a habit of popping up with yes. goals at interesting times. So none this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jordan. He oh, will turn I'm our smileys into frannies. <laughs> Upside down smileys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, got him. <laughs> got him. I, look, I'd be happy if he... If, I wouldn't be happy. I'd 
be okay with him scoring one, even two, as long as we score four or five. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to – Like a consolation one in yeah. our 3-1 win, yeah. you know, something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. You're yeah. okay? Yeah. I'm okay. I mean, yeah. I'd obviously prefer to keep a clean sheet um, and, you know, as I'm sure would Beerus and, and Kai and, and Dan Hall. But, you know. If anyone's got to do it. If, if it's going to have to happen, <clears throat> gun to my head, then I'm okay with it. Yeah. 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 And I'll, I'll allow it. You know, uh, it's they were on track to win the New South Wales NPL as well until COVID hit. They were so, flying. I mean, yep. It's, yeah, I would like to say we have a good track record against NPL sides in the FFA Cup, but we don't. So, <laughs> so here be, we are. It's going to be interesting though because we, we come at it at a different time than normal. Oh, that's uh, right. They're, True. They're it's, out it's, of season. It's not, as, it's not as off season for us as what yeah. it normally well, is. That's right. We're, we're sort of pe- at the peak end of our pre-season now, mm. and, uh, whereas they've only – been back in training for a couple of weeks sort of thing yeah and i mean h- half the time when we when we play an ffa cup game it's it's like our first game of the preseason. but yeah. we've we've had in you know in the last what two three weeks we've had three or four games maybe mm, um, and they're, so they're normally sort of two-thirds of the way through their season by the time yeah, yeah. In, so you know there's when it's our first game yeah there's some good minutes in the legs mm. um <laughs> there's hopefully a bit of cohesion there mm. um yeah. So, but again, I I can't I can't help our track record track record against NPL clubs. I'm, I'm on, <laughs> you're scared. I you are scared. I'm scared because I don't think be that, scared. I think a lot of people don't be afraid. You know, probably most people that listen to this know that NPL clubs aren't park footballs. Yeah. Most of them. Um. You know, they're good sides. They are good footballing sides, and they've proven that in the past. Mm. Um. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. Clearly, you're gonna need at least two beers before this game. And there we go. <laughs> That's how you know we're really back. Is my phone going, phone going off? You love to see it. Yes, <laughs> we never heard that from the home studio, boys. No, <laughs> <laughs> I only do it here because <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't because he hasn't got the missus messaging messaging him going, "Where are you? Exactly. <laughs> Where's my dinner? <laughs> Why didn't you do the washing up <laughs> yeah. again? Again? Did yeah. you feed the dogs?" <laughs> Uh, no, uh, lo- lo- love you, Mrs. <laughs> Boys. <laughs> uh, but yes, I am very keen for the road trip to Mudgee. Um, yes. Doing the flying flyout with you, Moz. Who Can't believe you guys four are doing beers allowed. <laughs> four beers allowed. Late edition. So four the, beers allowed there and back. So you can have eight all up. Eight, eight all up. Eight beer, Moz. You are yeah, going to be a mess for days after that. It's a long walk from your joint to mine when I get back. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> a long stagger. <laughs> A long stack, I guess. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm, very I'm keen. Missed, missed the way days with the boys. And yeah, um, uh, we'll be good to see everyone at whatever pub we end up at. Yeah, pre-game. so I'm heading up on the Friday. Um, and shout out to anyone else who's heading up on the Friday. We'll be um, hitting up Kelly's Irish Pub uh, on the Friday night. A few Mariners staff will be in there too as well. Um, so make sure that you hit up Sean to get a drink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I think pre-game on the day though will be sort of uh, floating between the Woolpack Hotel and Lawson Park Hotel. Um, probably even Kelly's as well. You know what? Why not? Let's just hit every single pub in town. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. So, of course, over the weekend as well, we saw a, uh, a very dejected Sydney FC admin on Twitter uh, claiming that the uh, the Mariners uh, in our 3-0 win were only uh, only saved by Birrigitte and some counter-attacking football. Oh, my days. Uh, in what was claimed to be a 3-0 victory. Now, lads, I have heard otherwise. A little birdie. Has 
said that we played another half an hour and scored another two goals. You're absolutely correct. Oh, whole flock of birds, really. <laughs> there was definitely more than one birdie involved in that rumour. Oh, what a top rumour, though. The result, the result was great and all of that, although Sydney, it was nice that they got a bit more minutes in their legs, blah, blah, blah. But, um, yes, that was the best part of it, really, was the social media activity. Huh? Oh, User you're gooses. You're <laughs> Hey, Branko. <laughs> um, but yes, of course, uh, the uh, the two goal scorers in the additional 30 minutes there, uh, Sikenis, who got his hat-trick for the afternoon, and there was a trialist in the piece as well there. Um, so, yeah, good good result. Um, Do we nice. know who the trialist was? Yes, it's uh, – yeah, it was Manny Agwek. Uh, so he's ex-Western United. Okay. Um, yep. Scored something like 12 goals in 14 games in their NPL setup last season. Yeah. yeah um, right. I think he's only 20 or 21 years old. Big wraps on him down there. Yeah, I mean, good news uh, for Sakanis as well. Yeah, um, yep. I've yeah. just seen the news uh, just announced actually that he's just picked him up, a, uh, picked himself up a scholarship contract. Yeah, good timing, I think, um, because you know it's it is only preseason, and but we will obviously take it and run with it. Um, yeah, it's a five nil for the bragging rights, exactly, yeah. exactly. But I mean, <laughs> all it takes title. all it takes is that kind of a performance against that kind of a club for them to become interested, for someone else to become interested. So good move by the club to pick him up straight, straight away on a scholarship. Probably another one, you know, I, I, I would have thought he would have maybe been in before Jacob Farrell on a senior deal if, if you had to look at it. Well, in, he's had more time coming through the academy. So yeah, yeah, he's been around for longer, um, some really good performances, especially last season, sort of the back end of the season before. Mm. Um, started to really show what he's capable of super quick. Super skillful. There goes my phone again. Uh, <laughs> super quick, super skillful, um, really, really air. dangerous, good in the air, really good finisher as well. Oh, yeah. Um, and, I mean, a hat-trick against a good Sydney FC side in preseason is nothing to be sniffed be, at. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, really good for him, really happy for him. Um, yeah. And just on trialists in Sydney, there were none. This was a full-strength team. <laughs> As confirmed by Monty later. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no excuses. Actually, a little None. bit surprised to see uh, to see Ninkovic in there um, after mm. the, some of the rumours that were swirling around about his impending retirement. But um, looks like he'll be going around for another season. So, I mean, good for him, good for Sydney, but um, great for us as well. But we yeah. put five past them. <laughs> Easy three points. Obviously, you spent the whole game in Dan Hall's back pocket again. So, uh, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Dan, Dan just, Hall getting home to put the laundry on after the game. Oh, shit. Sorry, Milosh. <laughs> just preparing for December for the next opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so good. Of course, we have Master Foods back on deck this season uh, as the community partner of the Central Coast Mariners. Of course, the sauce bottles stay at Central Coast Stadium. That is huge. I, I mean, can you imagine... Like a home game without no, I don't want no, like, no, no, just no. And like I say that it's like half a joke, but can you, like, if they weren't there, mm. I don't know, <laughs> no, it's just, it's just not the same. I say it's that deadly not, seriously. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not the same. It's no, really not. They, 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 those source bottles are the fourth side of our stadium. <laughs> that you know, they're they're as much as the palm trees. Yeah. Yep. We'll be putting out jerseys soon that have the sauce (laughs) bottles and the palm trees on the back of the neck. (laughs) And that'll be legit. (laughs) There was, uh, when we had the actual palm tree kit, the palm tree on the front, there was a, there was a mock-up done that had the barbecue sauce over the front of the, over the front of the palm tree on the front of the kit there. I think uh, that could be an angle that we look at for next season, maybe. Well, 
I'm for it. I can't believe we did that looking back on it. We, had, <laughs> we, we put a palm tree on the front of a professional <laughs> football club. Kit. We made worldwide, we made international headlines. <laughs> Luis Garcia wore it. Luis Garcia wore it. <laughs> <laughs> What a way to finish a career. <laughs> so, Lewis, how did you round it up? Well, I wore a fucking palm tree for like six games. That's why he backheeled the ball into the net instead of forward so nobody could see the palm tree. <laughs> uh, we are a meme club sometimes, aren't we? Not this year. We're, Not seri- this year. we're serious, no. mate. We're serious. Yes, mate. Mate is serious on the front of the yeah, and and, yeah. and back at back at the point, how good that we can you know put mate there or have mate there, mm. and we can also make sure that Master Food still retains their place of honour in our Huge. in our home as mm. they do, because mm. you know they're synonymous with the Central Coast and the Mariners, and yeah, we want them. Yeah, very good business. Yeah, and of course, looking ahead to next weekend, very quickly, the club has released information on the party buses, baby. Oh yes. Uh, so there will be a couple of buses heading up to Newcastle uh, for for round one of the Isuzu Ute A-League men's season. Uh, that's going to take a bit of getting used to. Um, Thank you for pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> so welcome. Tick. Yep. So I've got to practice. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be grand announcer yet this year. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> Not at the Jets, I hope. Are you playing hard to get? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Oh, well... Anyway, <laughs> party bus is important because you need a couple of beers <laughs> to be able to handle them Jets fans, really. I yes. mean, remember, remember last time when we had escapades? That was good. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah, stolen banners, you know, little children running away with oh, them. Blah, 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 I nearly blah, forgot blah. about the stolen banner. Yeah. I, I won't be able to give chase to anyone this year. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd lost you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I caught the bloke. How slow <laughs> must he be? <laughs> well, he's probably only about three foot tall, was he? <laughs> he's only got little legs. <laughs> Maybe he also has a very dodgy ankle. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, um, so the party bus and the uh, the regular sort of coastal liner bus there, they are on sale now. All the information is, of course, on the club Facebook page or you can head to ccmariners.com.au to secure your seat. The other big bit of news that uh, has just been dropped by the club as well is, of course, the signing of Maxi Ballard to a senior professional deal. Uh, well deserved for a player who I think has a really bright future here. Yeah, well, this is one that we, we mentioned last week on uh, the last of the remote pods um, about I think somebody sent in a question about our defensive midfielder stocks uh, and Maxi Ballard was a name that we raised and um, yeah, you know, got had a really good performance in, in, the, in a second half against Melbourne City in uh, the really good comeback game last season and then was sort of thrown in the deep end when we went and played them away when they were really starting to hit their straps and had a bit of a rough night but uh, not the the true showcase of what he is more than capable of. So stoked for him. Um, you know, seems seems to be. You know, I, I I think this is what the philosophy is now of this club is, and what it has been for a while. But maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not pulling the pin on it when we should. Like we probably should have done this with a low straight away. Mm. Had him on the senior deal. Bang. Mm. Um, rather than have them sit on a scholarship for so long mm. um, and then have to try and contend with other parties when they start to go really well. So <laughs> <laughs> I think this is good business, um, have him on the senior deal, mm. have that sort of security for himself. Um, and, you know, if he if he has a cracker of a season, he's you know probably gone next year onto bigger and better things and we make some money. So that's what this club is and that's what it will be for the foreseeable future. Unless an oil baron or something comes in and 
starts to throw some money around. But yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah, me too. And uh, give, I think give this the is a good, a op- good opportunity for him. And all, um, you know, Paolo jokes aside, then we could do with some defensive midfielders this year compared to other years. So, And it's good to bring the right ones in that are young and got that opportunity. So... Yeah, I think this can be a good move for us. And uh, I think I already said it in one of the remote pods that um, is there a better mentor for a defensive midfielder who's young and up and coming mm-hmm. than the coach? So mm-hmm. done it all, really. So He's yeah. got a couple of great mentors there, of course, in Monty and Ollie as well. Yeah, there's one next to him, one on the sideline. And, and uh, Niz, you know, yeah. Niz. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah of course. Niz, <laughs> Niz is my mentor. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'll go to Niz for anything. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> News can do anything. He can, he can be a defensive midfielder. He can be a winger. He can be a 10. That's he can right. be, yeah. Mm, mm. Well, we've seen him play all, all of those roles. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love it. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Cheers, Jeff. Moving on very quickly to other uh, Australian uh, football news there. Something we didn't mention last week, uh, Alan Stajic has taken up a role as manager of the Philippines national women's team. Did not see this coming. <laughs> bit out of left field. At all. And then gets the Matildas in the Asian Cup draw. Yeah, in the <laughs> in same In the group, group. stage. <laughs> like, How good. Uh, narrative. The footballing gods are like, you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I would have thought, you know, overseas women's club, maybe, mm. um, you know, I – you don't know how much everything that happened with Matildas here. I thought I thought it maybe would have burnt him from the women's game completely. Like, I don't know, because he, he obviously hasn't spoken about it because he probably can't. Um, but, yeah, did not see that coming at all. I would have – I was sort of waiting for – waiting for an A-league coach. I don't know. I was expecting him to bite Western bite, United, yeah, bite maybe. His, well, or I was expecting like, him to bite his time and end up at Western Sydney in round yeah, twelve. Wait six rounds until uh, Carl Robinson, you know, gets. yeah, <laughs> until Carl Robinson goes. I thought, yeah, he he would have probably had had the opportunity to really sit there for a little bit and sort of weigh up his options. But mm. I think it is only for the Asian Cup, though, isn't it? It's not a it's not a long term so. deal or anything. So, mm. so there's still a chance at Macarthur then if they got a coach. <laughs> There's still a chance. (laughs) Well, yeah, right you are. There's still a chance. Wouldn't that be a narrative, though, he comes in to take Milicic's role? (laughs) (laughs) It's on. You heard it here first. Potential. Potential. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't wouldn't be shocked. Um, I couldn't be happy for him though. Like you know, he's a ledge around here after what he did. So, yeah, and know. I mean, you know, we're we're all Australian, but there there is this weird thing of me that is just like snack a draw or maybe a dodgy win against the Matilda. I don't know. It's just <laughs> like have the Matildas still get through the group, but have the Philippines maybe just get one over them somehow. Yeah, nice little slap. Wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah, I'm in it. Of course, we do see the Socceroos returning to home soil this week. Uh, I think it's Thursday the 11th um, at Combank Stadium. Someone wrote Bank West on the uh, on the run sheet. They're totally unaware of the uh, the updated naming rights there to, uh, to the stadium at Parramatta. It is now, of course, Combank Stadium. Put some respect on Combank, please. <laughs> Bankers Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the Matildas uh, return to take on the USA on the 27th of November at Stadium Australia uh, and on the 30th of November once again at McDonald Jones up in Newcastle. (laughs) 
Of course, joining us this week on the Coast Football Ramble podcast, we have the man himself. It is the Central Coast Mariners head coach, Nick Montgomery. Monty, how you doing? Hey, guys. Good to hear from you. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, thank you. It's been a, a long pre-season, but yeah, it's all come to a head now and we get ready for Blacktown on Saturday in FA Cup. Looking forward to it. Can't wait to see the boys go around again. Um, this is, of course, the first opportunity that we've had to get you on the show since your appointment as head coach. So we have to check in with this question firstly. Who is better, Lionel Messi, Mo Salah, or Matt Simon? Oh, Matt Simon, of course. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's still the same answer. Facts That's are facts. Yep. Yeah. Class We're is just permanent. Checking, just checking for consistency there, Monty. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so Nikolai Muller was your first A-League signing that you made. Uh, how's he looking so far in pre-season and what do you think he adds to the side? Yeah, look, Nikolai's a, a fantastic player. You know, to bring him in uh, to the squad was, was a real coup for us. He was doing really, really well in pre-season, but we've had a couple of little niggly injuries the last couple of weeks. Would have been a... 16-week pre-season. It's been hard to hold everybody back. Um, but yeah, he's, he's just recovering from a, a slight tweak of, of a muscle. But look, he'll be, you know, he'll be back fit in the next couple of weeks. And and yeah, he's been fantastic. Great guy. Fantastic for the young players to have around. And yeah, just 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 a top guy and, and, and a top player. So yeah, really excited to get him fully fit. And no doubt, will be uh, you know be a big player for us in the squad this year. He looks like he's. Uh, lost a few kilos as well since he was at the Wanderers. Is that probably a fair assessment? Yeah, for sure. I think you know, everybody comes back pre-season the, the, the time to lose a little bit. But look, when you're not playing games uh, like he wasn't, you know, uh, regularly last season, it's you know, and, and the problem in in Australia is you know there is no reserve football, um, as they say, for players that are not playing week in week out. And I think that's an issue that the country has in general. And, and I think that's where. You know, at some point, you know, something I've spoken about for a long time is creating midweek games against the other league opposition who, who are going through the same problem and, and don't have enough games for the, for the players that they have in the squad. So, um, yeah, that, that's something that I think could be fixed at some point, but it's easier said than done. So it's a bit of a thrill for us, Monty, to have one of our favourite sons uh, and uh, becoming our coach like it is. And it's a few years since you retired now and you've worked through a few roles in the club from football manager through the youth coaching and so forth. How has all that um, prepared you for the uniquely Mariners challenges like budgets and stuff that uh, historically face our coaches? Yeah, look, I think, you know, me me, uh, and, and my personal journey, obviously playing at the club captain in the club, been through the successful times and, and seeing the failures and, and, and being involved in them as well. I think, you know, witnessing that firsthand, it's easy when you're in it to say we should do this, we should do that. And I don't agree with this, I don't agree with that. But I think, you know, that that's that's something that I can take a lot of experience from and, and uh, use that in my own uh, journey, you know, my own style of coaching. I think I know the, the, the Central Coast, you know, as well as anybody. I've been here, uh, you know, a large part of my uh, end of my career and, and breaking into the coaching side of it as well and I spent time in the office I, I understand how the club works and I understand the budget budgetary uh, restraints and, and you know it's something that I would never uh, moan about you know it is what it is we do have a small budget we do work on the salary cap and, and compared to everybody else there's times when I went for players in pre-season that we just couldn't afford and that's fine you know we can afford them they want to go to another club move on and, and I think you know that for me I always said I'll never bring a player in here that I feel he's going to block the path of a young player that has, has potential. Um, and, and, and being in the academy coaching for the last couple of years, I've you know I've upgraded. You've seen I've upgraded a couple of players already: Max Ballard, Jacob Farrell. You know, there's plenty of other young Mariners kids that are in the first team squad at the minute. 
So knowing the club inside and out is, you know, for me is is it's a real pleasure and honour to be given the opportunity and really looking forward to the season. Of course, we, we expect, um, you know, being that you're coming in fresh face at the helm there, that you will bring in your own sort of style uh, and your own sort of ideas into the role. What can fans expect to see done differently this season? And, and what style of football can the fans expect to see from the team this season? Look, I always said, you know, Stads did a great job last year. I know the first year we really struggled. Last year, obviously, we had COVID hit, you know, a lot of players. Lafondra went overseas to, to India, uh, you know, the, the standard of the league for me. You know, wasn't wasn't the highest it's ever been. Um, but I think you know we took that opportunity in and Stadge made the team resilient. Um, you know, he made them hard to beat. Um, and, and I think that's the foundation that, that that I build any team on. And that's number one, being hard to beat. Um, defensively well structured, but you know, by no surprise that I've worked a lot on on attacking. Um, you know, creating opportunity, scoring goals because that's where we were quite low in the pecking order last season and if, you, if we can improve that and we can build on the, the, the defensive foundation that we had last season then hopefully that's you know that's a, a recipe for another successful season and you know for me in, in the early finishing in the top six is a successful season and now there's 12 teams that are all going to be fighting to finish in that finals finals places and, and I think if you can get there then any, anything's possible and, and obviously you know I want to win every game of football that's you know <laughs> that that's that's you don't go into a game not wanting to win, um, but not being realistic. There's there's some good teams in the league. There's been a lot of money spent. There's been some real good um, you know recruitment done by some clubs. Um, but like I said, you know I'm, I'm really looking forward to the season. I think we can compete with everybody, and I think we've got some real quality players and some that will maybe take a little bit of time to adapt. The visa boys coming over, but you know we'll, we'll give them plenty of time, and we've got a real. A real mix of youth experience and, and some quality visa boys. So yeah, it's uh, exciting times, and yeah, like I say, I'm hoping the fans can can come and, and enjoy watching a game of football and enjoy watching a team that's well organised that does like to attack and has a lot of attacking plays and goals within the team. So this year, there's been quite a few of the squad additions that have a bit more of a younger look about, in particular with uh, some of the foreigners. Is there a recruitment philosophy driving that? Yeah, look, but to be honest, we're going to talk honestly when you're looking at recruiting, you know, what budget do you have? That narrows it down quite a lot. And, and for us, that meant finding players that were out of contract, you know, visa players that were single with no family, you know, that possibly we could uh, convince to come out here for the opportunity, not for the salary. And, and using the like of the likes of a Luca Wall and Reese Jing and Janice Densness to say, look, you know, you come and do well in the A League. There's every chance that, that you've got an opportunity to, you know, to, to progress your career and, and possibly get a move back to a top, top club in Europe or overseas into Asia. So, you know, but I think that's that was a strategy that I used, um, and and the fact that we, you know, we, we sold players last season, probably one of the only early clubs to sell multiple players overseas. Um, I think that that's a real powerful thing for us. But again, you have to speak to them. They have to understand what they're coming to and, and, and they have to buy into what you're doing. And I think every single player that I've brought in has really done that. And, and I've seen already, you know, I've seen already that they've, they've bought into it and they're here for the right reasons. And, and that's to play football. So I think if you can do that and create a competitive squad where you've got, you know, two players for every position fighting and pushing each other, then and that's, you know, that's how you create a successful squad. 
How have you got them setting, settling in, those uh, new foreign boys? Um, I've said on this podcast the last couple of weeks that I reckon it's a really sort of um, almost ballsy move by you to, you know, back yourself and find these young players and, uh, and uh, you know, put them into good positions and give them that opportunity and uh, think that you can uh, get that output that you're looking for. How are they sort of settling in and, and what do you think we can expect from those younger players? Yeah, look, to be honest, I'm really, really lucky I've got you know, some top experienced players like Matt Simon, Oli Bazanic, Mark Berrigetti, Mark Oshirena. I've got an assistant, Sergio, who speaks seven languages. So it doesn't matter where I bring a player from, you can speak in their native language, which is always a, it's always a bonus. Um, so look, they've settled in really well. You know? The Central Coast is a, is a beautiful place. It's a great place to live. You know, but just making them understand that you know you put the work in, the days off, you can enjoy them. Um, but look, they've settled in really well. The boys have, have took them on board. They've shown them around. Um, you know, they've helped them settle in. And, and, and one thing about the Mariners, you know, when the times were successful, is we had a tight knit bunch of players that all lived, you know, in in close vicinity on the Central Coast. And, and you know, obviously COVID's hampered a lot of. Meetups. It's only the last couple of weeks that we could really get out and go for a couple of team lunches and and get out and about. But I think you know being in around each other is is really really good to to, to get that camaraderie and team spirit. And I've seen I've seen that in an abundance already. Can we expect to see any further signings for the upcoming season? Well, if someone's out there willing to give us some money, then it's a possibility. <laughs> but, I'll go and check the bank account. Now, we've, uh, go fund me. Come well, on. We've, we've been a whip in, the, in the transfer in the transfer window, and look for me. I want you know. I can say I want. I wouldn't bring players in if if they're not right fit for the club and upgrading the likes of Jacob Farrell, born on the Central mm-hmm. Coast, Maxi Ballard, been in the academy, Damien Sikenis. You know, there's other young players coming through. Um, you know, so I think bringing them young players through and, and not blocking the pathway is something that I'm really cautious about doing. Um, but you know, the, the reality is they have to be good enough to play in the first team, and if they are, then they deserve to be there. Um, so yeah, you know, there will be no more signings at the minute. You know, we've, we know, like I say, it was a real challenge making the squad and, and making the 18 on the roster. But you know, I'm delighted for the likes of, uh, like you say, for Jacob Farrell that's been you know, given an early contract and show that. Kids from the coast come, you know, come through the academy, and and on performance, you know, on performance, the opportunities and the, the rewards will be there. And you know, again, there's there's quite a few I've not mentioned there that I think throughout the season we'll get to see as well in the first team. Jacob Farrell in particular is one that I know that um, we are pretty excited to see a bit more of um, having just signed a senior contract. Pretty big deal for someone who was only playing um, in the academy under 18s just a couple of years ago. Um, what particularly do you see in him and, and how do you see him fitting into the first team this season? Look, we lost Jack Cleesby last year. So obviously Jack was a, a you know a good servant for the club, had a decent season last year, went to Perth. And at that point, you know, I, I did speak to a couple of of players, but their salaries were way too high for for what we could bring them in, and I didn't feel that they uh, they deserved that. So, without naming naming names, you know, there was a couple of players that came on the radar. But for me, you know, I think Jacob Farrell, I've worked with him for a couple of years. He's a really quiet, unassuming player. Doesn't say much, but you give him a task, you put him on the pitch, and and you ask him to do a job, and he does a job. And athletically, he's 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 excellent. You know, he's a top athlete. And technically, he's good. But look, he needs games. He needs experience. And uh, we've only had four games really against uh, A League opposition since we came out of lockdown. So, not enough games uh, as we would have wanted. But we, we obviously played a lot of internal games between ourselves, which was a real, for me, a real good experience for a lot of these young players 
at times and mixed the teams up and made sure that you know they were playing alongside his senior player um, who could help sort of mentor them and, and drive them and give them that experience. But yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a top kid. He's really is. A, you know, he's, he's got desire and commitment and work rate and, and he's honest. So for me, he's, you know, he's a top player. And then Noah Smith is another left back. So we've got two young left backs there that can push each other. And I think that's where, you know, that's where we have to have that competition. So you actually do bring the the highest uh, coaching qualification that there is to the club. Is there anything that um, sort of sets that UEFA Pro license apart in your methodology compared to some other coaches? Oh, look, for me, I, I again, you know, I had an ambition as a player to, to play at the highest level and play in the Premier League and I know what it takes to get there. And as soon as I finished my career, I'd, I was already on the coaching uh, on the coaching journey and you know I knew that. I wanted to get the UEFA Pro license. It's not easy to get on the course to, to actually get the license, but I worked super, super hard and a lot of commitment flying back to the UK and uh, every season. You know, my wife wasn't too happy happy about that, but um, you know, I was flying back and forth. And then COVID hit, and unfortunately, I finished it off during COVID. But look, for me, it's you know, uh, obviously, you got the FFA badges here that I sort of recognised in Asia, but you know, the UEFA Pro is, is a world recognised top level badge that you can get and I set my sights on getting that and for me to have that and the experience the people that you that you meet on the courses I actually did it did my pro license with Paddock is Norbo so again I think everyone was a little bit surprised at what he did last season although he's got a massive budget at Melbourne City a big club I thought they were you know by far the best team in the competition last year and you know I think you know, been with Paddy through that pro license as well and we did it together. It was, you know, football's complex game at times but it's also a simple game and I think if you can put a good team together and, and get a good team of staff around you and you know set set out your stall as to what team you want to be and, and how you want to play I think if you believe in yourself as a coach and, 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 and you know stick to your beliefs then I believe that you know that, that I'm in a good position now to, to, to have a real good crack at it. my first year as being a head coach So obviously after you win a few premierships here at the Mariners um, how high have you set the sort of coaching bar for yourself? I guess where do you sort of see yourself getting in five years? Yeah, look, right, right now there, my the, you know, the ambition and dream is to, to to bring a premiership back home for the Mariners. I know it's obviously not going to be easy. When we won it in 2012, I was here. You know, there wasn't a, a massive difference in in the salary cap and, and what teams are spending. The marquees were sort of old players. You know, that were sort of past their best, but now, you know, the rules are different. You know, you can bring in the product players, which are players outside of the cap, which are international players or players in the prime, as well as your marquee. So, look, it's, you know, it, it's it's not an easy challenge, but I would love to bring a, a success back to the Mariners. Obviously, we've got the FFA Cup. That's going to be a difficult game in, in, in Mudge on Saturday against a very good NPL1 team, probably one of the best NPL1 teams in the country. Um, you know, so I, I think one game at a time then we play the Jets the first A-League game and, and yeah look I don't really look too far ahead I'm, I know I've built uh, a good platform and, and, and within the academy you know, hopefully a conveyor belt of, of talent that can continue to come through uh, year in year out and I've still got a massive you know, involvement in in that MPL, and that's one thing when I applied for the job, and that was one big thing I said to the owner and and Ken Shembury and, and Sean was that you know I don't want to step away from the MPL. I want to be massively involved in that and and, and have a really close relationship with them under twenty three and MPL boys, so that we can make sure that a we recruit the best players to the club 
from around the country and, and, and they see a pathway in, into the first team and beyond. So, um, you know, I want to, uh, I want to give, uh, give it a good go. And yeah, you know, I don't think, don't look too far ahead. So just, just really you know, happy to be in this job and be given this opportunity. So you've played with uh, with Oli Bazanik, of course, uh, quite a bit in years gone by. Um, before now, of course, taking on the role of head coach where he is now a senior player at the club. How does that dynamic work? Does it make it easier or, or does it even make it maybe more difficult in the in the work environment? No, for me, it's easy. Oli's a top professional. You know, he came back to the club. I had a, I had a hand in him coming back to the club. Obviously, kept in touch with him from, from, from playing with him and obviously followed his career and kept in touch with him. So, you know, he was delighted for me when I got the job and he's a captain of the club. But for me, you got him and Mike Simon, who are both, both captains, both leaders, both from the central coast and know what, you know, what this club means to, you know, to us, um, and to the fans and the region. And, you know, for me, I, you know, I'm constantly in contact with Ollie, you know, through the week. And, you know, as a captain, he needs to make sure that whatever I, I, I do and I say, he needs to, Make sure that goes into the dressing room and standards. You know they drive the standards from within within the dressing room, and I know for a fact that they do that. Um, and I've got a lot of trust in all my players, and and, and especially Ollie, who's, who's captain. So you know, he was fantastic last year, and, and and he can't wait to get going this year. And he knows he's got to you know, help mentor some of these younger players as well. Um, and it's a it's a it's a challenge that he's relishing. Can you give us the inside goss on the uh, Sydney FC trial the other day? Because a little birdie told us that it was actually five nil, not three nil. <laughs> Yeah, look, it was a fantastic performance from us um, against Sydney. Um, they obviously they put a strong team out. They're a very, very good team and the most consistent teams in the A-League over the years. You know, we know they've got a big squad and, and the resources, but uh, for me, it was, uh, you know, it, it was a good performance. It was our last last one going into the season. And I just said to the boys, look, this is a benchmark team. Let's go and put performance in. And, and yeah, I mean, look, they, they finished 90 minutes after 3-0 and uh, after 3-0 after 90 minutes, sorry. Then we put all our young boys on the last 30 minutes. They put their young boys on and that finished 2 nil. So, look, 5 nil in the end. But, unfortunately, there is no points in pre-season. But what I said to the boys is the confidence and belief that we can take from that result. You know, we have to take that into the season. And, and, and again, starting with the game coming up in the FFA Cup. So, no, I was really, really pleased with it. And it was a it was a top performance. But, like I said, no points in pre-season. So, we move on and, and, and hopefully we can, uh, you know, we can, we can compete against them throughout the year. Luckily, no. they got some minutes in the legs, though. <laughs> har, har. <laughs> no points, but plenty of uh, bragging rights for us. So. Um, so, obviously, looking ahead to this weekend, like you mentioned, are there any key players that uh, who you won't think will be available for the trip? Obviously, with the way the league works, like you said, it's a long preseason. We've heard the Mullers obviously had a knock, like you mentioned. Um, so, what do you think the lineup will maybe look like this weekend? Do you think it'll be close to our strongest? Yeah, look, we've, we've trained well this week. There's a couple that have question marks over. And, and, and again, I don't think this is the time to, to risk players going into a long season. So we'll, we'll come Thursday, we'll have a better idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, we've had uh, a couple of little niggles and Ruan missed the, the game against Sydney. Matty Simon missed the game with a, with a, with a knock, um, knock on his, on his shoulder slash neck, uh, last week. Um, but he's, you know, he's tracking well. Ruan's tracking well. Uh, Sai Goddard, I mean, fantastic player. Again, just a real, real slight, um, soft tissue injury. He's back in training, but I think, you know, uh, Thursday, uh, after training on Thursday, I'll have a real idea of who's going to travel, but you know, I'll take the strongest team and I'll play the strongest team possible and, and, and we'll try everything we can to get through to the next round because I think it's a good opportunity after pre-season of not playing many games. The FFA Cup's going to be, 
sort of a couple of weeks, and, and then then it'll be the final due to the uh, due to COVID and the restrictions and, and the delay in, in the competition. So it's a good opportunity for us to to get some more games, and you know we have a decent squad. It's not a big squad, but I'm really happy with it. You know, with the with the squad, and you know, every game we have is an opportunity for people to play. So yeah, we'll, we'll see, boys. But I'll, uh, I'll definitely put out the, the strongest team I can. Absolutely. And just uh, just finally, Monty, um, what approach are you going to be taking aesthetically this year as head coach? Are we going to get suit Monty or full kit Monty or tracksuit Monty or semi-casual polo and jeans Monty? Yeah, it's something that I've actually spoken to my wife about quite a lot. <laughs> she, actually, she actually sent me an article and it was, it was, actually, it was really funny. It just had sort of all, all coaches what they were and, you know, what it meant. Um, and I, to be honest, um, you know, I think... In Mudgee, you know, uh, I'll have a think, but obviously I want to be smart and, and you know. Um, the yeah, time is coming I'm, actually, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, but look, I'll be smart. I'll be looking different than everybody else. I think that's important. Um, but yeah, you'll have to wait and see. A bit of a surprise. Surprise <laughs> reveal this Saturday. Surprise. I can't wait. Yeah. Maybe, you, maybe you're going to mix it up. Maybe, uh, yeah, smart casual with a, with, a, with a blazer and a tie, but jeans, I don't know. But then you have see. to factor in the heat and then there's just a lot of... Well, it's supposed to be quite cool yeah, on Mudgee this weekend. You have to factor, so, in, yeah. you have to factor yeah. in the, the weather, so we'll see what happens. We'll don't wear a tie like, with a polo. Take a few outfits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's absolutely brilliant well uh, Monty thank you so much once again for taking the time uh, to join us on the Coast Football Ramble this afternoon mate it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you once again and uh, mate can't wait to see the boys going around this Saturday in Mudgee cheers guys thanks a lot and anytime and yeah hopefully uh, get behind supporters and yeah it's, uh, it'll be, uh, hopefully it'll be a good season ahead thanks Monty thanks, thanks very Monty. much see Monty. you Saturday It is, of course, that time of the week where we answer your questions. And thank you all so much once again for all your submissions across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the ccmfans.net forum. Uh, kicking things off this week with Scotty McGee on Facebook. Um, do we ha- currently have anyone on trial at the moment, whether it be for the seniors or for the academy? Um, well, yeah, we did mention Manny Agwek earlier in the show. That's the only one I know of. I don't know if you guys know of any others. That's all that we know of. And that's yeah, that's so. really all that we've heard. It's hard yeah. to get. It's been hard to get, you know, news, <laughs> news and goss. Yep. Um, or invites. <laughs> uh, <laughs> would, you, would you like to go into that, Pete, or not? <laughs> no comment, Your there's, Honour. There's that, always that, a lot of change. That so. really caught me off guard. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been, It's you know, while we can't really go anywhere and spy on things that are happening or, you know, <laughs> Uh, there's not too much happening locally. Yeah, it's, it's hard to get any news or anything, but I think, you know, Monty probably said or says it best, whichever way Pete decides to put the interview in, um, <laughs> through the magic of podcasting, that, you know, from I think it probably sounds like we've we've used up the majority of the money that we have mm. right now. Mm. Um, so I think we worked out the other day that was it – do we have – 18? I think we've got 18 now. Now we have 18? With Maxi on the full-time contract. Yeah, and then... Two scholarships. Two scholarships, yeah. Hatchie and Seca. So, you know, it's it's not... It's probably quite a few less than a few other clubs. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think we're at the point where we've we've used up what we've got, used up all the money, mm. um, and we'll see how we go until January. Do you think Agwick might be one for the academy, maybe? I think so. Mm. Yeah. Feels like we've got coverage, though. Like, 
you know, feels like we've got a side there and we've got some depth there and, um, you know, there's plenty of youth in it, but um, mm. actually listening to, well, we will listen to Monty talk about the experience that goes with we that. Have, we have already youth. spoken to Monty in this podcast, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, then there's a lot of experience there for those young players to draw on. So, you know, so, somehow we've got a nice cross-section there. Well, that's how it feels to me anyway. So I, I feel, you know, reasonably comfortable. We yeah. are never going to, you know, start the season with everybody going, wow, look at, look at who the Mariners have signed. That's just not who we are. Mm. So, and I mean, uh, you look at the academy, we've, we've lost... Smiley, mm-hmm. uh, we Cahill. lost Cahill, Reese, Reese. Um, I think that was it, wasn't it? Mm. They're probably the three majors, anyway. And you know, like you would assume, like you said, probably Agwek would would probably come in and fill one of them gaps because now we do have a couple of sort of attacking uh, options to fill in the academy. So mm. that's that's where the next. I don't know. Be interesting or whatever yeah, sort, of get, yeah. sort of is going to come from. So, well, that's right. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the academy space this year, of course, with Andrew Christensen um, in as the new head coach there in place of Monty um, from Manly. Yeah, from Manly. Yeah, I think they've they've worked together before um, on some stuff there. But will we see? Will we retain? I hope we do retain players like Mikey Katsoulis and and Harry McCarthy. Um, that's, know, ju- not, that's not how you say it, by Sorry, the way. Harry McCarthy! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, you're very welcome. Um, and, of course, Jacob Farrell's moved up to the senior side, as has Matty Hatch. So There's quite a few gaps there. There's, yeah, there's a few <laughs> gaps opening up. be interesting to see how we recruit, who we retain, and, uh, and what happens in that space there. Stay tuned. Outside of the place, then there'll be other players that are licking their lips at seeing that and seeing that the, we've promoted those guys from within and they'll be thinking to themselves, how do I get into that Mariners youth system yeah. so that I can get my chance? Yeah. You know, this is where you get your chance. So that reputation is growing. It's, it's you know, I think it's great. Mm. Scotty also asks, where are we having pregame frothies this year? I'm absolutely tonguing for some pregame shenanigans. Love your work, legends. Um, where are we having pregame frothies this year? If I'm not grounding answer, I guess I can always just come and join you guys back at pregame. Yeah. Boise's <laughs> <True>. car. <laughs> Boise's car. <laughs> we could do a tailgate on top of the uh, Lee's Club car park. Not opposed to it, you know. <laughs> Set up a barbecue. Security and... might be opposed to it. Ah, well, they know, can deal well, with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Bay Road? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be Bay Road. It's got to be Bay Road. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Working. Uh, Mate, you get paid to do work. That's not work. <laughs> I do too. Nah, good on you, mate. Good on you. Such a small amount, but nevertheless good. <laughs> Andrew Kelso doesn't have a question this week, more of a statement, but I love this. Uh, I just can't wait to bring out the old banger of a chant. We've got Montgomery. He's fucking quality. That is the best. It's been it's a good. while. It has been a red hot minute. It's been a while since we've sung that. It was good before. It's going to be so good now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit pitchy. I'm out of practice. It was. Yeah. I think we all are. <laughs> we'll improve as the season goes on. For we'll sure. improve as the beers get drunk. That's for <laughs> sure. Good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah. But I can hear it now at Jetsville, Scumville, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I can hear it now. <laughs> yes. Jamie Downs, uh, any plans for a pub gathering in Mudgee? Yes. Many. Many. Uh, Don't say my car. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, we'll see it prob- on your face. We'll probably be floating between <laughs> Kelly's Irish Pub, the uh, the Woolpack Hotel and Lawson Park Hotel. Uh, we'll, we will make sure that we put a post up across the socials on the day and uh, you can come and drink with like-minded fans. Is that what we say? I don't know. 
Sounds so wanky. <laughs> <laughs> You're the grand announcer, allegedly. Hey, there's oh, always the away bay, as we this, said. Not camp. this week, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> there's always the away bay, as we said, the cans. Oh, yes. Uh, Aaron Hedges on Instagram asks, how do you feel about our recruitment this season? Uh, I feel pretty good. I think um, Nikolai Muller, great pickup. Uh, as long as he stays injury free. Mm. For the most part, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think if you if you class recruitment as our re-signings as well, I think some of the business that we've that we did with a few of the boys that were already here has been really good. Like with Ruan, uh, Kai, um, Marco, Marco. Yep, Marco's a massive one. Yeah. Huge. I think, on huge. two years as well. On two years, yeah. massive, massive. Um, and you know, there's a, there's a few unknowns in a couple of the foreigners, but I like Monty's philosophy of you know, look for, look for the younger guy that wants the opportunity. Um, you know, you have it's it was it was kind of strange to hear him say, you know, you got to make sure that they're bloody single and like you know, do you, so do you go and ask the guy like, mm. hey, I'm interested in signing you, mm. are you single? It's, it's no, so hard all right, I'll move on. <laughs> yeah, so hard to get their families into the country. Like yeah. I know when uh, when we were trying to get Marco's family into the country, that was I think the main thing that held up getting the, the announcement done and the visa done and, it, you know, it nearly fell over at so many points. Yeah, so it's there's so many other things in play that I guess most people wouldn't normally sort of assume. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I like the philosophy of, you know, using Allo, um, using Stensness as – you know, sort of examples that, you know, these, these 19, 20 year olds have the opportunity and then they go overseas to, to good European leagues and they sort of go on to the next sort of big thing. So look for those sort of younger guys that, that just need that opportunity and, you know, they can sort of, it's, it, it might not be a long, long term sort of a thing, but even it's, even if it's for one season or for two, that they can definitely come here and move on to the next level that use this as a stepping stone. I think it's really complimentary of the players that we have here. I banged on last year about the spine and probably this year as well. But, you know, we've got a great spine still. Beerus, the two boys in the central defence there who are young, but nevertheless they have, they've shown how solid they are last year. Uh, Ollie in the um, rear of the midfield with all that experience with others that can play around him. Um, we've got Muller, we've got um, Matty Simon, we've got Marco right up the centre of the pitch. Um, we've arguably got a better spine than we had last year. And we've come up with complimentary young signings around the outside to add a bit of sort of, you know, pizzazz to that, for lack of a better word. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, really. Pizzazz. For I don't know. lack of a better word, there's so many better words. But no, that's fine. You do know. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, these, these, these young fellas, I hope what they bring to it is a bit of excitement. And yeah. um, I really expect they probably will. There is excitement already. Boise's excited to see Cy, mm. you know. We I'm excited to see. To see. Well, we heard in, in Monty's uh, sort of tone of voice when he mentioned Cy Goddard, he got – it sounded like he got a little bit more animated, a bit more excited all of a sudden. Hmm. Um, so I'm I'm keen to see what he brings. Maresh got, got a few minutes. Um, mm -hmm. Benny Ancalolo, you know, there's plenty of excitement there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Bring it, boys. Now, Matt M.M. Grandevec over on Instagram as well. He wants to know what happened to Dabney DeSantos, as do the rest of us. Now, I did a bit of digging earlier this afternoon. I made a few phone calls, um, sent a few emails off and um, uh, actually put a private investigator on the case. <laughs> What has happened here? It's been a bit of a balls up. Um, New South Wales Health have actually lost him. So he <laughs> was in hotel quarantine uh, and his quarantine came to an end. 
and they can't find him. Yeah. So reports of his plane flying to the wrong country were false. <laughs> <laughs> There's simply too many apartments in Sydney and too many rooms to look through that they had to give up. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So uh, Dabney, if you're out there, if you can, if you can hear us, mate, um, the address is One Bryant Drive in Tugra. Um, we'll just see you over on the big football pitch there with the uh, yeah with the big Mariners logos there. <laughs> Over to Twitter, where Cameron Smith asks, who do you guys think is the biggest wild card for us this season? Is it Moresh, Goddard, Ballard, or someone else? Yeah, I'm going to say Goddard. I'm going to start my uh, side Goddard bloody hype train and just keep it going. I think we need to start um, yeah, the side Goddard thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll be president of the of another bloody fan club. Um, junior co-president over junior, here. Yeah. <laughs> Assistant to the original manager. Uh, yeah, I'll go with side Goddard. I'm going with Maresh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, who knows what the Singapore League is like as a you know base for coming here, but we're about to find out. And um, Have you seen his hair? Of course he's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's Brazilian. You'd want to be able to play with hair like yeah, that. Yeah, he's, he's Brazilian. <laughs> he's got that hair. I mean, what else do we need? I mean, <laughs> And we have heard, to be honest, we have heard touch very good. Yeah, very good, sleek. great feet, very technical. Yeah, mm. so that's something it's and like off. super quick too, apparently. Yeah. Mm. I mean, and that's, you know, that's maybe a good point about how quick we'll, we will be down the wings this season. There's yeah, a bit of speed there. True, yeah. Apparently, size super and quick. And Carlos, so I've got a, even, even Urenia is, is pretty, no slouch, pretty yeah. quick when he gets sort of moving. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I yeah, that's a bit of an exciting prospect, I mm. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that could be coming up against old blokes as well. So Worked against uh, Sydney. You know. Be more salty, Sydney admin. Can't be. (laughs) Possibly be more salty. (laughs) Robbie Mariner on the ccmfans.net forum uh, asks, well, he did ask this last episode as well. Um, I did ask the club. So this was uh, what players are associated with our junior clubs as ambassadors for the upcoming season. It hasn't been – well, it has been finalised yet, but it hasn't been announced. Um, so I didn't get a straight answer from the club other than um, Matt Simon, of course, being at East Gosford. Uh, and I have told the no. club uh, – Yeah, shock. It is shocking. Right. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I have told the club that if Dan Hall isn't selected for Gosford City FC, that I am rioting. Yes. They should have gave Simo to Gosford. <laughs> Oof. Could you imagine? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I just don't that, think it'd work out so well. I mean, Wyoming, I'd understand, but um, yeah. Dan Hall. Yes. Dan Hall for Goswin. Yes. yes. <laughs> Come on, Dan. Love you. Uh, Bailey McGlashan over on Twitter asks, are we going to be rotating keepers throughout the season? And is two keepers enough when we've had three in the last few years? I don't remember the last time we've had three keepers in the first team, actually. I think we've... Definitely had two signed to contracts and then maybe one as a scholarship. Um, I don't think we've ever had a scholarship keeper. I yeah, think I, I we've thought just had our, um, youth, our youth contracts because Mumphy wasn't on a scholarship. Uh, Z Hart wasn't on or isn't on a scholarship. No, I thought, what was that kid's name from Adelaide? Uh, Gauchi? Yes. I thought he was on a scholarship. Yeah, but he was one of two keepers happy, that was signed this year, wasn't he? Happy, uh, that season? happy to be corrected, but I thought he was. So. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy with two. Yeah. Happy with two I don't think we'll be rotating either. I think it's, it's Beerus' position to lose. Um, yeah, you know, 100%. So has got wraps on him, but you know, Beerus is Beerus. 
Yes, I'll be happy if Beerus plays 27 rounds. Thanks very much. <laughs> shout out while we're here, speaking of um, former keepers, shout out to Aidan Munford, who's oh, um, signed just signed a, a short-term yeah. deal. Is yeah, it? until the end of January, I believe. Yeah, so huge congrats to him. Obviously, yep. academy legend. Mm-hmm. Um, just good, legend Good of friend bike. of the show, good friend of many people. Mm. Top man, um, finally gets his chance at an athletic club. Which is well great. deserves. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Hope, he, hope he really shines in that because he's such a top bloke. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah good to see him get yeah. that chance. Wish it was here, but didn't happen. So, okay, there. Mm, absolutely buzzing for him. Uh, and finally, ads on the ccmfans.net forum. Uh, he asks, uh, well, his is a two-part question. Uh, firstly, how are membership numbers going? Uh, we are at about 2,600 as of today. And that is uh, increasing by the day as well in the lead up to round one. That's about probably on par with what, what I would expect. expected. Yeah, I was expecting maybe about three, three K sort of thing. Yeah. Um, For the record, boys finally signed up. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Just left him sweating. Last week. <laughs> Does anyone know if Brennan Bosvik signed up yet? I don't no, think he never he signs has. up. He's always bloody trying to scab a ticket off someone. Yeah, like, oh, no, he signed up last season because the only reason he, he signed up was to retain his membership number. Which was six 69, nine. wasn't it? <laughs> Just to repeat no, that, does st- anyone know if Brennan Vols <laughs> signed up? <laughs> Just, well, I don't think he has because he was asking <laughs> us if we could redeem a ticket for him for the Newcastle Derby. Mate. Sign up and do it yourself. Mate. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear, Brennan Vosvik. Got one to go. Do got one you? to go myself. So you know, twenty six hundred and one. <laughs> Lovely. And um, ads also asks, what sort of numbers are we getting tuning into the pod? Um, interesting question. I just had a look actually. Uh, it sort of floats anywhere between sort of four hundred to eighteen hundred, depending on yeah. who we've got, what we're talking about, how well we're doing as well. Um, I think if I think if you probably averaged it out, it's it's probably. Between six to eight hundred, if you averaged average episodes, yeah, around six or eight hundred, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we also get the push notifications through the A League. What's it called? So it's not the official A League app, but it's by uh, it's FM, I think. Who, yeah, we're talking with them again this year about um, doing a bit of cross promotion. So interesting to see how that looks. But uh, they will be very good friends of the show. And uh, what's it called again? What's very the- good. It's just called A League. The app. The app. Yeah, A League Live. Sorry, A League Live. Yeah. So I think the the first time we did that with them last season. And the push notification went out. We got nearly 2,000 listens on the Matt Hatch episode. Yeah. After the night he scored against MacArthur. So, yeah. It definitely makes a difference. Also, one thing I noticed I is. I thought it was any, my rants. Any, <laughs> well, one thing I did notice is anytime the, the, the podcast episode title has the word corona or lockdown in it, the listenership goes way up, like over 2,000. Yeah, right. <laughs> Weird. Weird. So, government look, conspiracy. I don't know. I'm not saying COVID's a hoax, but. <laughs> 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 I'm 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 actually not saying that at all. Maybe you should include the word vaccine in this in Oof. this one and see what happens. I'm going to do it. Mm. Do I'm going to do it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this plays. This could be the most listened to episode ever of the Coast Football Ramble podcast. Hey, weirdly, Done. don't people like the look of our ugly faces as well? We yeah, that's, that's strange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's stranging me out that we get engagements <laughs> when we put our pictures of ourselves. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So we had a bit of video content last week with with Cy Goddard and um, yeah, and with Dan Hall as well. Prior to that, you know, so. nice been good no it's been great engaging with everyone on the socials but it has been even nicer engaging with you guys in the room right now i was gonna say even better to be back in person and using our lovely sounding equipment and not dodgy headphones with <laughs> and slight gonna... little delays and dogs barking in the background and <laughs> shitty internet connection <laughs> all that sort of fun stuff <laughs> and we're going to be coming at you with regularity so mm-hmm. um yeah looking well, forward yeah, to a good season maybe something we should mention hopefully from this point on regular tuesday 
um, schedule mm. is returned. Mm. And then I think the couple of times during the season where we play two games in a week, we might do sort of a remote Thursday catch-up of the Wednesday game. Just a bit of a recap. Yeah. yeah. yeah but hopefully every Tuesday from here on we'll be, we'll be in here. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be good. It's going yep. to be a big start to the season. So hopefully we can actually get some of the troops to turn up here because it's one after the other all the way to Christmas. Mm. But um, It's full on all the way till Christmas, hey? It's like Yeah, but imagine the non-stop. stories. It's all, you know, away days and uh, definitely there'll be shenanigans and um, good fun times. Oh, so. yeah, we've got like, what? what is it, five away days over the next five weeks? Yeah, absolutely. So come and get Hawkins. in the away bay with us, peeps. Hook it to my absolute veins. Hook yeah. it to every vein I have. Yeah. I can't wait to get things rolling, kicking off this week with Mudgy away. If you are... Over in Mudgy, uh, of course, come and say good day. Uh, drop us a message or, or whatever you want to do. Come and have a uh, bit of a frothy with us and uh, a bit of a chin wag. Let's do it. Do it. Let's do it. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this one up for this afternoon. It has been an absolute pleasure once again, and thank you all so much for tuning in once again to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. We will see some of you on Saturday. We'll probably see even more of you next Saturday up in Newcastle. But until then, it is uh, night night from us. We love you. See ya. Dun 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 I could just speak into these microphones all day. It just sounds so much fucking better than what we've been doing. It does actually. It does. Well, we'll be doing it again next week, and the next week, and the next week, and a little bit of um. No, what was it? A little bit of fuck me. A little bit of fuck me. A little <laughs> bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Rita by my side. Um, ooh, that was me. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, Betty didn't record that. That's the outro. <laughs> <laughs>